Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. Um, if you're new here, Amanda and I, we host a new wellness guest and release a new episode every Sunday after 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So be sure to subscribe and follow us so you don't miss out on the latest episodes. And last week, we welcomed back Lisa Schaefer. So she came back for our second episode of our Trauma and Chakra Healing Series. That's such a mouthful, I feel like, that name. But... Um, but this past week we covered everything um, in regards to the sacral chakra. So if you missed that one, make sure you go back and tune back in and then Lisa will be back and we'll keep going through all seven of the chakras with her. This week we're switching gears back to our other running series, our Man Down Men's Mental Health series. That means we're welcoming back Tommy Costura and then bringing with him, he, he brought with him um, his friend Dustin Vowell. So welcome back, um, Tom, and welcome to you, Dustin. Oh, nice to be here. <laughs> so I'm gonna let Dustin go ahead and introduce himself a bit here. But um, yeah, uh, Dustin's actually my brother, Kelsey. And this is uh, bringing my bringing some family to the show. Um, All right, he's that being he a has... speech, so I should have definitely clarified first. Oh, it's okay, no problem. Um. We're gonna, you know, switch it up a bit. Dustin's uh, coming from a pretty interesting background. I think he's gonna bring um, a side angle to some of the things we've done so far. Um, his unique experiences and the in the life he lives and in, in his career path and the role he plays, plus things he's gone through in his life. You know, whatever he's up to talking about today, I'm hoping uh, we can really shine some new light on on this topic. Um, so, with that, Dustin, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us about yourself. Oh, I'm uh, Dustin Val. Uh, like Tommy said, I'm his younger brother. Uh, my career path led me to become a police officer with the city of Cleveland. I'm currently a detective in one of our major uh, crime units, uh, sex crimes and child abuse unit. Uh, I've been doing that for going on two years, and I've been with the department for uh, close to nine years. It's wild, man. Time flies. It's almost like I can't believe it's almost been ten years since seeing little brother put the badge yeah. on, man. Wow. Well, old. you like just got that promotion in my head. Like, yeah, what? Like two years? 2019. What? Two thousand nineteen. So, why don't we dive in there, Dustin? Why don't you talk about some of that if you're, if you know, if you're up for it? Um, that's got to bring some tough challenges that you take home with you. Um, things that you got to deal with, some you know, things that you have to see, things that, you know, the stressors and the responsibilities. I mean, you're you're out here protecting the community. You're dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, you have, you know, throughout your career so far. I mean, and there's things that I know about, but I'm sure there's a lot most people don't know about. And you don't necessarily have to go in depth if you're not comfortable. But talk about what that's like managing your mental health through all that. Well, I will say that. Uh... I was blind to the mental health aspect of things, uh, being a man and being a police officer, uh, that those things are frowned upon and, and not really talked about because we have a serious job to do and we always have to have our game face on and we can't let anything derail us or, or bring us down and in a situation we have to keep the same face and be the the guiding light at times or the be the bad person at times depending on the situation and we can't express any of that 
Um, for me in my new position, uh, it took it took some time. It took some uh, honestly arguments with my wife, and really me to sit down and look and see just how much it was playing with my mental health and with my just everyday thoughts. Um, things that I'd never thought about before were you know running through my mind, whether it's, it's suicide or uh, you know, wanting to pummel someone's face in because I'm so, I got so much emotion and, and heartache and pain and anger um, all wrapped up and there was really no outlet at times. Uh, for us, anyways, uh, we don't, we don't talk about it. We go on to the next call or we go on to the next case. We don't talk about, well, what that call did to you or what the next case did um and i finally have come to a very confident and comfortable place where now i can talk if one of my cases is really affecting me i can explain that to not just my wife uh, but friends family and work out that darkness that's inside and, and try to better my mental health in the long run um but the cases uh really affect uh, depending, I mean, uh, sex, sex abuse and, and child abuse uh, ranges from something so little as a mom just hitting a baby on the butt and it's child abuse to, you know, something more serious. And, and we have to look at it. We have to interview these uh, clients of ours and, and help them on their journey to getting better. Um, but we also have to make sure that we continue to get better because the more we let it eat at us, things get bad. Um, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but suicide among police officers is one of the highest in profession, professional uh, people. Uh, divorce is one of the highest things for police officers. And that's something that we don't think about. Um, we don't think about the, the toll that everything that we do on a daily takes on us. Um, so I'm glad you invited me on, uh, cause I came to this new, uh, awakening and understanding that there's a lot of things that I need to take care of, uh, so I can better serve, uh, the people that are asking me for help. Dustin, I so appreciate you sharing that. And when you start to talk, we talk about it a lot in our field as like secondary trauma, um, and I'm not sure if that's talked about at all in your profession, no. but coming from a mental health perspective, we we kind of know what we're going into and we know that we have to take care of ourselves. And I just wonder, what does that systemically look like as far as support for you is, you know, you kind of mentioned like it's not encouraged and you're supposed to just kind of like pull yourself up and move on to the next case. Is Do you see that changing at all? Is there anything within the departments that they're offering? I I, not to cut you off, I think that they are trying. Um, we do have more uh, open-minded leadership coming uh, into positions that will help make those changes, just like with anything else. But uh, like anything else, it, it's going to take time. Uh, I think, and I've made suggestions to other people of what I think would help us. Um, I know it would help me personally. Like when we deal with something very traumatic, there's no, hey, let's 
go sit down and let's go talk with the doc. You have to go see the doc this many times. They have to sign off and making sure you're okay to come back. Um, we don't have that in place unless it's uh, an officer involved shooting type situation. Uh, they don't they don't think the everyday calls or the caseload or, or the case you just dealt with the other day is going to affect you in that same manner. So they don't do anything with it. Um, but I think the people that are getting paid way more than me are uh, starting to come to the realization that we need it. We've had a lot of, uh, unfortunately, a lot of suicides in our department within the last three years. Um, quite a few people I knew um, and worked with closely. So it it is time for change, and I'm hoping that they do the right thing and, and give us other options. Um, and they're starting to with programs with mindfulness, with yoga, and going to you know, see the horses at the um, horse stables and, and going to do different things uh, for officers, but there's only so many spots. We have 1,500 officers. There's only 40 or 50 allowed to go at a time, so not linearly enough, uh, but I think we're going in the right direction for sure. And I think Amanda, like if I can chime in really quick, her saying, you know, how it, it sounds exactly the way that she put it like systematic and you know systemically i hear i hear the blatant difference in perspective when it comes to physical health versus mental health it's like you'll get written off and you get you know make sure you're getting what you need and then you can you know and then you can come back if it's a a gunshot wound or you know a broken leg or something like that but when it comes to the mental health aspect it's and i hear you when you that word of somebody's coming in as you know uh, more open-minded and it's like mental health is so stigmatized that it's like you have to have an open mind like to even consider that as something that could be a rampant issue yeah for sure i think um that when i say the open-mindedness our profession for for so long was a thing where you had to be this quote-unquote superhero that nothing affects you nothing can traumatize you nothing can cause you pain um i mean i joked about it i i was hit by a car on duty four years ago um and i joked about it it's like oh they didn't cause that much damage because i'm i'm captain america they can't hurt captain america uh but realistically um i had not just physical trauma but i had a lot of emotional and, and, and mental trauma from that, that it took me a while to face it and deal with it. Um, and I didn't know how to deal with it. So I'm glad I'm at where I'm currently at and, and uh, looking forward to the progression. You, um, you know, with, with a lot of what you do, and a lot of the people you work with, do you find that there is a a growing scale even outside of the, um, you know, kind of the system that, that is, is trying to be rolled out that you talked about, which which sounds like a positive direction, you, you know, even if it is a small step, but still a step. Do you see that? Um, are you seeing more or less or or about the same over, you know, your nine years of service of of the people you serve with talking more to each other about it? Like, is there some internal recognition of this? Is there some, you know, is anything is anything breaking open there? I'm, I'm just curious. 
Yeah, I, I think with um, I can't. I mean, obviously, can't speak for the whole department, but with uh, the district I was in, uh, the specialized unit I was in out there, and then where I'm at currently, uh, there's more. I say, the older guard is starting to leave. Um, the old way of thinking is starting to leave, and more and more people that are, are my age or younger or a couple years older are starting to see that they need to focus on their mental health, not just their physical, and that we need to talk about it. I know in our unit, I mean, we a, a way to kind of mass the trauma and the pain that we deal with is is cracking jokes with each other and, and saying things that you know we normally wouldn't say but we say it because that's our way to deal with what we're dealing with um but a group a uh, couple people in our, our unit do talk and we discuss things we'll we'll meet up you know go out to lunch at work and just discuss hey this is going on with this case and you know it's kind of a lot for me to deal with and express what what is going on and mentally or physically whatever the case may be um and open it up to each other more instead of just oh it's just another day oh well it's just another case it's this uh there's, there's more communication um i think it's going to take a long time for everyone to openly say hey i'm mentally effed up right now um i just need to talk but we're starting to get there with with younger people and, and having more uh, confidence to be able to speak and, and say that, hey, I, I'm not okay. Um, so, I mean, we're getting there. Uh, hopefully, way before I retire, we're, we're at that point through the whole department, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, kind of riding home and, you know, not to say that using you to help tear the stigma down but i, I kind of am in a positive right right like you you know the few episodes that we've done so far I've, I've done enough of coming on here talking about you know men this men that you know we're kind of it, it's it's like you hear a lot of the repeating things from everybody that comes on here you know and it's you know i i can't help but want to take that emphasis on your background and what you're talking about you know you're not just a man trying to deal with living in a world where it's not necessarily allowed to talk about your mental health you're a man in that same world doing those same things while you're going to work and putting your life at risk for others to help people to keep them safe to help them through hard situations so you have to deal with that stuff and like you said play captain america and it's just it's impressive bro you're you're impressive and it's you know it's just it's it's one of the more it's it, it just emphasizes my point is we got to tear that we have to tear the shit out of the stigma down and allow people to be okay and say they're not and work through getting better and that be the right path, right? Yeah, uh, for sure. I uh, see this weekend, um, I, you know, I had my little get together. I had my close friends, uh, some that are police, some that are not police officers, some that I've known for many years. And the close knit of friends that I have, I, I had them in my garage and had a serious heart to heart with them about me uh, and it's that's things that we don't do with each other but i needed to tell them hey man i'm not okay so i'm letting you guys know that i'm not okay and if you can 
help me anyway, talk to me and just hear me out and hear what I got to say. And that they were, you know, that I think that's breaking the stigmatism because every single one of them was like, oh, yeah, bro, we we talk any day of the week. We can talk right now. We can, we can go for a ride and we can all talk. We can do whatever you need to do. Um, and that that's good. Uh, I, I think that's good for us as men uh, to have other men say, you know, that's OK. Not excuse my language. Oh, you're being a pussy. Oh, you're fine. I'll just shake it off. And that's all well and good. And there's a lot of things you can shake off, but that stuff weighs on everybody, uh, male, female, whatever it is, it weighs on you. Um, and we've been taught that we can't feel that emotion and can't feel those demons. Um, and it's just not right. So I think what this this podcast, I've listened to a couple of the, the men's health when I've been able to, uh, they're good. I, I think it's a, a positive thing to get more men to talk about it and, and express from all backgrounds of what they're going through, what they have gone through. Um, it's just the, the beginning steps to hopefully fix a lot of brokenness with a lot of people, hopefully. Dustin, can I ask, like, even just, like in my therapeutic work, but then also with my own like friends and family, oftentimes I'll say like, oh, like, do you, do you ever talk to your buddies about how you're feeling? And they're like, yeah, no, not really. It's usually just like, ah, yeah, that shit happens. And then we move on to the game or whatever. Do you feel like, I don't know, this is kind of like a two part question. Is it that there's like this anticipatory anxiety of even like bringing it up because you feel like you'll get shut down. So you don't bother. Or is that the actual response? Cause it sounds like you had a really good response from, from your people. I think, uh, I can't speak on everyone or every, every guy when, when they go to try to talk to their friends. Uh, for me, it was part of it of, well, nothing's wrong. I just, I'm stressed. I'm just stressed. And part of it is, well, what are they going to think? What are they going to say about me? Are they going to think I'm weak now because I'm not okay? Um, so, I mean, it's it's all of the above, I think, a little bit. And and sometimes it is when you want to talk to to your, your boys and it's, uh, oh, man, the game's on. Oh, man, you see the score of this. I'll check this out because uh, we're guys. And, and that's what we do because it's – we're afraid to be vulnerable and, and open up to having someone understand who exactly we are and what we're actually going through. Um, so fortunately for me, I had a, a really good response and I broke down a little bit when I was telling them um, and explaining what I was going through. And uh, I put a Lavelle, uh, he's been there. For a long time and and he fucking put his arm around me and said bro i'm not going nowhere whatever you need i'm here and that meant the world that made it feel oh okay now it's not just my wife telling me hey talk to me um i'm here for you it's it's friends and other family that are hey no we're gonna go through this together and whatever you need Whatever you need to talk about, whatever you need to scream about, 
cry about. I'm here to listen. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a big, big deal for me, for sure. I heard like a double layer of vulnerability when you were sharing that that experience with us because I heard you say like not only did I sit them down and and I was vulnerable in the aspect of I was telling them what exactly I was going through and what I felt like I was dealing with but I also heard you say another layer which I don't know always follows up after that is I asked them if they could help me and you were you know in whatever way that they're capable of but I heard you say that like I asked them like could if you guys could help me that would you know mean the world to me it's one thing to acknowledge like man i'm really struggling and you know using those safe kind of armored ways of saying that but then following it up with as a and i'm not a man but as a man we we've been noticing that theme of like actually asking for that help from from them yeah that was a a big deal and i was scared to death uh scared that they might laugh or scared to death for you know, they, they'll say something and say something stupid uh, just to break the ice a little bit and kind of calm the conversation. But they were they were all ears and, and let me get everything out that I need to say before either any of them uh, said anything. Um, so it's very appreciative of that. You know, we've been taking a lot of the, the stuff that's been talked about and, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Because we get on the show and, and you ladies provide this platform to have this conversation. And, you know, we're all just people out here kind of going through this. And I find it interesting because we take we go through this, me personally, and I try to take something away out of each one of these and try to think about how we move forward. And, you know, this, this piece of the conversation brings up something very interesting to me. Like, Dustin, you had mentioned talking to your wife. Like, you, it, it's different, right? It's 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 not this bad. It's not that it's negative in any way, but it is different versus those rare moments where you're accepted by your fellow your fellow man, you, you know, another another man in your life that, that you know, you're meant to stay bold and brazen around and always kind of be stout and be ready to go be stoic. Um, but there is and, and that's something I don't think I've ever vocally said, but I guess I felt it. There's something powerful about being accepted in your group and you know with the people that you love in that way because that's not easy to do when it's a man when we're men like we're always and it's funny because even though I think that and there's there's a few people in my life that I've gone through and talked about even you I've even had conversations with you we still hesitate don't we mm-hmm. like we still even though you know like like you said about with Lavelle and, and you're you're close and it's you know you're not going to be shaky I don't believe because your guys' bond is so tight right but there's still a hesitation and there probably will be the next time, you know, and thinking about that now, it's like, how the hell do we tackle that? You know, like what, what is it? What is holding us back? Even once we break down that wall, why does, why do the bricks come back up? You know, maybe they're softer. Maybe it's just a clay wall and not, not a stone wall anymore, but why do they go back up? Like it's, it's interesting, you know? Yeah. It's for me, uh, the, the next day I reached out, I reached out to the, the guys that I talked to, and I had a long conversation with LaFell through text um, and just explained in more details. Like, you know, I, I explained it last night, but really I'm like, I just, I need you to know that I'm not okay. And if you think I'm not okay, then you're probably right. If you think that there's something going on, you're probably right. 
And if I can't reach out for whatever reason, if I don't hesitate to do whatever, just call me, reach out to me, whatever. Because um, I'm, yeah, I still have to work through that. I still have to say, hey, man, I, I need, need you to uh, come over right now, or I need to meet up right now. Um, I need to talk to you. And, and I've done it sometimes, but getting to that point to be being comfortable and completely vulnerable to say, hey, I, I need you, man, uh, is something that is going to, for me, it's going to take a while, uh, but I'm, I know I'm getting there. Um, but it's something that everyone needs to be able to do. Uh, every one of us need to be able to have at least, you know, a handful of people that they can reach out to without questioning if they're going to say something or if they're not going to listen to me or if they're just going to tell me to shut up and just deal with it. Um, hopefully, I mean, everyone gets there, but I don't, I don't see me having any issues in the future. Uh, maybe on my end, but they were very supportive and I think they know that I need them and I need to talk about whatever I got to talk about because of what I'm dealing with. Um, so I, I'm thankful for that. And hopefully I can get to a point where it's not me having to let everything build up before I can let it go, which is what we do, right? Right. Mm -hmm. oh. As, uh, as men, I think we let emotions build up, whether it's sad, uh, happy, angry, whatever. It all builds up and builds up and builds up, and then we release it all at one time. Uh, and that is not healthy whatsoever. <laughs> that has uh, plagued me for a long time with anger, with sadness, um, and it shouldn't be that way. So I'm learning to deal with my emotions and deal with things that are bothering me in a correct manner to uh, benefit my health um, and my sanctity. Uh, so work in progress. Slow work in progress. It always will be, right? Yeah, for sure. It's never a done product. It's, it's constantly growing and evolving. So. But I'm happy where I'm at. I'm, I'm happy that uh, my wife knows now everything that I've been feeling. Obviously, not the great details of things that I've seen, but of where it's put me. Um, and she knows that there's some days where talking to you is great. Love you to death. But talking to my boys or my brothers, like that's that might help me a little bit more. Um, so at a good point, at a good point, I'm just going to keep rambling because I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm happy. I'm at a good point. Um, future's looking better than days ago, weeks ago, months ago. Uh, so I'm happy. I love that. Something that hit me heavy. And again, I can't speak for, but it came across and we know with any, with stigma comes shame. 
And it's like, I feel like outside looking in like an observer, it has to feel like I, I'm care I have this internalized shame because I am struggling. And then it can hold us back from reaching out to those people around us out of fear that they'll just confirm the shame instead of validating me or seeing me or hearing me. And I could be, you know, off base, but it just, it, it, I felt myself want to go like this. It felt like really heavy shame for like human experience, but our society puts that, that shame with that stigma. Yeah, I agree. Um, I didn't want to talk about it. I mean, I know, I know my brother is very uh, open to things that he's dealt with and his mental health and talking about it. And he's very honest about it. And it took me a long time because I'm the, the alpha, I'm the superhero, I'm the nothing can break me, nothing can phase me, I'm invincible. Um, but superheroes are weak sometimes and, and they have vulnerabilities. So this is just one of them that now I have to face head on and know that I need the help. So if people are willing to to help and talk to me and let me talk and let me explain whether they don't agree that it's a big deal or not, um, it's definitely a benefit. So it took way too damn long to do it. but. Uh, I'm here now, so we'll see. Dustin, I'm all uh, mind-body focused, and I was doing a training last week, on, uh, and one of the sections of it was men's mental health, and one of the parts they were talking about is that oftentimes men, um, their mental health shows up in the doctor's office with, like, a health condition. So I was just wondering if you noticed, like, I know you talked about anger and sadness and like hitting that breaking point where you realize you finally needed to talk about it. But did you ever notice any physical connections? Uh, for, I would say the past five, six months, I could sleep for 24 hours and still feel like I didn't sleep one minute. Um, my body physically was strained. I I felt weak. I didn't feel my normal self. Um, had more pain. Like I, I obviously, I've said earlier, I was hit by a car, and I've had other injuries on the job. But uh, everything, uh, I don't. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're getting older." I don't contribute to that because I take care of my body. I work out. I don't eat crap. Um, so it's not from any of that. It, it's it's from mentally and just I'm drained and my body's showing the fatigue and the wanting to give up from the mental drain. Um, so yeah, uh, but since I've talked and, and, and keep talking about it and expressing things that I'm going through, I feel I'll say me and my wife had a 4 a.m. up to 4 a.m. session uh, just laying in bed and literally talking about everything over the last 10 years and and things that have gone on at, at work and, and personal life and struggles and everything. And after that couple hour conversation before in the morning, I was dead tired, had to be at work at eight. 
but I woke up and it felt like the world was just knocked into another universe. And I just relieved. Yeah. Felt great. I didn't get much sleep, but felt great. Was ready to start my day, ready to go in and knock stuff out at work, handle what I got to handle. And I, that moment was when I realized, like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I need to take care of this. Yeah, you put a Band-Aid on the open wound, right? Started the healing process a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely a big eye-opener for me um, to feel just that that pressure just go away um, and to let her in just a little bit more of what I'm going through. And it was okay. Um, it wasn't a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not weak. I'm still still the king of, of my castle and I'm still the superhero that she thinks I am and all of the above. Um, I just am vulnerable and I need help sometimes too. So it was, it was, it was crazy. I couldn't even explain it, how crazy that feeling was the next morning. Like a giant weight lifted pressure. It, off it, literally, it literally felt like I just swung a bat and hit the world across the universe. And I didn't have any of that holding over me anymore. It was crazy. And I love that you said, like, again, the shame, because you were worried that she was going to, there was going to be some level of shame. Like, I'm weak. You don't see me as a man or your husband or capable to provide or whatever those things that were going through your head, I'm sure. And just from, like, my personal perspective, I've vocalized to Tommy, like, when you are vulnerable and when you can communicate in those ways, it makes you even more of a superhero to me. Like, it makes you look even stronger to me and more attracted because you're opening up and you're connecting on such a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, too, because I don't know if it's, like, you know, I try to, like you said, thinking about when we talk about some of this stuff and it comes up. I don't know if it's necessarily tied back all to just how I was raised, right? Or how we were raised or how, how men are raised. I, I, I do believe there's a large wave of influence there. But there's just this ingrained thing, you know, from evolution or, what you know, whatever whatever has taken place over time to where when you, like, when you say those things, right? Like, where it, it actually draws you to me if I'm vulnerable to you, right? That's where the Dustin mentioned, like, sometimes you need the male approval. You need your peer approval, like, on that level, because that's where the worry is, right? That's where the concern is. That's where, like, hey, I'm hurting. I know I can talk to my to my wife or my significant under. I know that that they're going to take me in and, 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 and guide me, be there with me and help me. But I need to know that it's also safe to leave the house. I need to know that it's also safe to be out in this public light and to be around the rest of this, this these people, even just my peer group. And I have such, you know, we're ingrained with this thing where we really are worried, you know, and it's a it's a it's a fear of that shame. You know, it's a fear of that burdening others with our problems because we just naturally want to protect all the time. Right. We And it's like I, I can't protect if you're protecting me. You know, that's you know what I mean? Like. It's just it's it's interesting, but I you know I, that's that's Dustin said it pretty good there. I, I really love that you said that, man. Like sometimes it just like I love you, but sometimes I just need I need something different. I need another acceptance, right? 
There's like a primal layer. I know Dustin probably has a response, but like just primally biologically driven. Um, it's in us, like you said, it's not just higher socialized or raised, but it's in us primally because way back when when we were hunters and gatherers and had to fend for food and stay with our pack to stay warm and stay alive, you didn't want to do anything to get kicked out of the pack because that might you die. You can't mm-hmm. be alone because you can't fend for yourself out there. So it really is like primally in our DNA. Yeah, and I think there's some level of acceptance we got to give ourselves there too, right? Like, we're only a few hundred years past that. Like, we, you know, on an, evolu- on an evolutionary scale, we haven't, we're not very far from that egg, you know? So it kind of makes sense that we're dealing with this. But it also, considering the way that we've advanced in our society with everything, with the way technology works, with the way the world is working and, and every the, the way everything, I mean, we're exploring the, the secrets of the universe at this point we exponentially grow. So that's why it's like, I hope you're confident, Dustin, because I think you should be. I mean, I honestly, I, I really think you should be. Like we're opening and planting those seeds. And if, if, if we take that influence of, hey, we're here because of evolution, we have to also assume that we are planting the seeds for the future evolution and that this is the spot for exponential growth. And hopefully within a decade or two, we could just, this won't even be a thing anymore. For, for the next couple generations coming up, right? Oh, for sure. I, I think um, I think there's, I won't say an awakening, but I, I, more people are realizing um, with, I mean, with, with suicides and everything else that have gone up over the years, um, and they, they are going up, especially in, in my line of work, that we all need help. We all are weak and uh, we all feel like we are below the scum of the earth um, at times. And whatever the background, whatever the reasoning you are feeling that way, um, it's not okay. And we need to get to a place where it is okay to to speak about it and say, hey, I am I am damaged and this is why I'm damaged. This is what is going on in my head. These demons are are you know constantly in my head and and bad thoughts are coming in my head um i yeah evolution i mean i i think we can get to that point and bring it to a point where it's not um looked at as whatever craziness that you know old school way of thinking people think uh that is okay to talk about your mental health, uh, no matter who you are, and to get that taken care of so you can live a happier, better life. Your family can live a happier, better life. Um, you know, and we grow old. I mean, that's the goal, right? It's to grow old and to see generations grow up and, and to witness that witness your life expand and and kids and grandkids and great grandkids whatever it is um that's that's our goal in life that's the success story right i want to be 90 some years old getting yelled at by my wife because i don't have my hearing aid in and i'm not listening to her um and i'm watching great grandkids run around like that's that's what i want so for me to do that i gotta focus more on me and making sure that I'm good. 
and making sure the demons aren't louder than the, you know, positive voices and the positive influences. So, yeah. That's kind of like, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're okay. Something that was kind of coming together as you were talking, and sorry, the dog's drinking water, um, is that it's not a, like, it's not a moral failure. And I actually had a client earlier that was talking about, like, their parents not understanding their trauma responses and completely invalidating in them and just saying, you just need to move on and we just need you to do this. And I just kind of had to like internally laugh a little bit and then explain to them why that was happening was because if you had a physical health condition, like a diabetes, like a heart disease, right? Like there would be no question about why you were having the symptoms you were having. So our emotional health is just as crucial as any level of our physical health. And so it's not like a I want to do this. I have to do this. It's it's good for us. You know, it's destigmatizing. It is literally crucial for our physical survival. I think it's more crucial than than everything else because if you're not right mentally, things start just going down the drain, and your body starts breaking down, and because you don't, you know, you're fighting that will to want to get better and that will to want to live, and if you stop having that will to want to live. And the body follows what the mind wants to do and it starts breaking down and things start happening. So there was a, a, a song, uh, there's an artist that I am probably a fanboy for more than any artist. And he's got a song and his buddy that's on the, the record makes a statement and it's, well, you believe in, you know, a higher power, whatever the case may be. But he says, I've been talking to God, but he isn't listening. But my demons are always here and they're always listening. And it's, the song's called Church. And it's literally talking about addiction, about mental health, everything else. And that song, I, the first time I heard that song, I literally cried in my truck for two hours. Because that's literally in a way of, of how it is, you know, all the good, good things that happened through my life, um, from my marriage to my dogs and to my family, to everything, my accomplishments, um, with work and outside of work, none of that mattered because of all the darkness that was just influence my train of thought. And my ideas of what was what was reality and what wasn't, and what if I was better off here or not here, um, but that's changing, um, and I'm I'm glad that's changing. It took me way too long, but I am glad that's changing. And I don't know if you ever want to listen to it, I would definitely uh, check that song out because it is um, speaks. It's a really deep song that if people actually listen to it they would they probably might take something from it and understand who's the artist uh tom mcdonald he released the rock album it was on his rock album and it uh it was completely different than anything he's ever done and that song just it hit different for me oh he looks wow. fun he's what i googled him he looks fun <laughs> uh, he is he he is very controversial and says a lot of crazy things that some people don't like, some people like. But he uh, 
that song he's got I mean he's got a lot of songs that are really good but that song just it was completely different than his normal um and I li- I mean I listen to it every day if, if I'm starting to feel like oh today's a little rough I'll put my headphones on at work and just listen to it and think to myself and, and really collect myself um and then go home and, and have a conversation if I need to or go go to my sergeant's my my sergeant is one of my closest friends. We went to the academy together, worked together on the road, um, and he goes through the same stuff. So that's another outlet that I have where I can for sure bounce stuff off. And he is 100% going to listen and, and cry with me or laugh with me or let me scream and yell, whatever the case may be. So, and Jesse, you started to touch on something that I, I think I've asked the last, well, maybe every time, but... I think it can be helpful for our community, especially, obviously, other men that are listening. If you have it, and you can only speak for yourself, I understand that. But things that tell you that you you need support, or I heard you kind of say, like, if I could tell that things were starting to get rough, or what are, do you now know warning signs or things that tell you, like, and to help with that, decreasing that bottling up effect of... Those things, I would say, I start start slowly getting uh, the smallest, tiniest little thing that is minute and does not mean anything. Whether it's my wife does it, or coworker does it, or or someone else does it, it triggers like an insane amount of anger inside and and frustration and. Every, like, I feel like uh, venom cartons are fighting inside my brain at that time. Um, and then I'll start feeling like, well, maybe I, I fucked something up. Excuse my language. Or maybe uh, well, wife, wife didn't text me back yet. And we usually talk around this time. She'll call me or I call her. But she didn't text me back yet. Oh, what did I, what did I do to piss her off? What did I say? What, how did I mess up? Um, and I started second guessing myself and I started second guessing myself at work and well, did I do the right thing? Did I do this correctly? Am I good enough? I mean, I've always, always fought with that. Am I good enough? Uh, since a young age, always comparing, you know, am I as good as my other brother? Um, that stuck with me. So everything I've done since then, it's, I got to make sure that I'm the best. If I'm not the best, I'm good. Well, that's not, that's not good enough. That's not right. I gotta, I gotta be better. I gotta make sure that I'm the guy. Um, so it, it it gets me back into that whole idea and, and that whole thought process. And that's when I, I start seeing like, Oh, okay. I need to take a minute. I need to go take a walk. I need to go listen, you know, listen to some music for a second and just take a break um and then have conversations if i need to hey babe i'm feeling this way i'm just right now this is going on um but that took me a long time to see that obviously past couple weeks i've been seeing it more and more and it seeing those triggers and, and things that i'm noticing in myself has helped me realize that okay now i need to have a conversation because just playing with with my head 
I'm not focusing at work. I'm not focusing at home because I, I just have these thoughts running through my head that they don't make sense. Um, so yeah, that's. No, thank you. It's a kind of a vulnerable on the spot question, but it's helpful to, you know, if somebody's comfortable sharing, you know, like, hey, these are the things that I've noticed for myself. I can only speak for myself, but yeah. sorry, my dog's landing outside the door. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, no, thank you. Listen, brother, you are, um, you are more impressive every time I ever speak to you. And the shit that I know that you're going through and the shit that I have no idea that you're going through um be that seed lead us you know lead the people around you let's do what we can to break down the walls for everybody you know and you know kind of i, I want to give you i want to give you a you know a spot to see if you have any like like takeaways last minute guidance maybe a mantra that you stay by something that you can empower anyone who listens to this too to to tell them that they can get through it or here's a trick to help you or anything like that. I mean, I think, well, for me, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it, it will help anybody else, uh, but for me, it's literally, uh, like I said before, when I, when I start feeling those things and I feel like I'm nothing, uh, I have to look back on everything I've done so far and where I am uh, professionally, home life, uh, football life, every, everything that I've accomplished and everything that I've yet to accomplish. And the man uh, of me 10, 15 years from now, what he's going to accomplish by then um, and what life and, and my plan of a great life that I'm going to live in succeeding, excuse me, is looking at the future and looking at what I can do. Um, I can't fix myself because uh, that's impossible for anyone to do, but talking more and being vulnerable when you don't want to be, God knows, you know, I don't want to be vulnerable. <laughs> uh, but doing all that is, is getting me to that man that's going to be 15 years from now. Um, and that life that I want to be in 15 years from now. Uh, so I'm not chasing what was in my past. I'm not uh, going to rely on the heartaches and all that. I'm going to remember that trauma. I'm going to build from that and look forward to what that future is. Um, no mantra, no, I just, I see myself somewhere. I see me and her somewhere uh, in a life that neither of us could imagine when we were growing up. Uh, and I have to do everything in my power to make sure that I stick to that because it's not just for me. It's for her, it's for our life, it's for our families to do something better and to be better. Be better than previous generations, build the new generations and show them that everything is okay. You can talk, you can speak about things that make you very uncomfortable 
and make you angry and, and sad or laugh because you don't know what other reaction to have because you don't know how to deal with it right now. Um, but it's okay. We're all growing to that point and we need to be able to be that vulnerable. It's the only way we're going to succeed and, and prosper in this life. There's enough outside distractions. You don't let your mental health be the, the one that's causing you all the issues when you can fix it. If you just are vulnerable, that's it. Very well said, man. Very well said. I heard um, gratitude for where you've been and what you've accomplished. And then like dreaming and visioning for the future. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Every time we have another guest on, I'm just like, oh. And then every time we have someone that's close to us on and I hear their story, it just makes me feel like so much more connected and appreciative and thankful. So thank well, you. I appreciate you guys having me. What was that? I, really do. I said I appreciate you guys having me. Um, when he uh, reached out to me, I was actually really excited to uh, come on and talk a little bit. So appreciative. No. And your unique perspective, not only as a man, but someone on the front lines. And yeah, definitely appreciate that, Dustin. So you're definitely welcome back as we continue this monthly series. You know, we'll cycle through and I'm sure, you know, if you're welcome, if you want to come back, you're welcome to. And we can talk about the growth that you continue to have. Oh, for sure. For sure. So our next installment of the Man Down Men's Mental Health is going to be July 25th. Oh, we're welcoming a TikTok friend then. Uh, his name is Evan. He's another therapist. So that'll be a unique perspective. And then next week we have our, another TikTok friend, Will. He's coming to talk about mindfulness and creative coping. So make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. And we will see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye.